Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to Sam in the Morning with Cherie right here on LA Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Thursday, July 7th. I'm missing my bass. I don't know what happened here. We used to have a lot more bass. Really? Yeah. (laughs) I didn't feel the missed bass. (laughs) I know. But I need the bass. I need the bass. Bass is important. Yes. Good morning, Cherie. Good morning. Folks, we have to make her laugh today because... She's no, not like I'm yesterday and the day tired. before. Yesterday I didn't work. Leah did. Right. You forgot. I, I meant Thank like, you, Leah, for filling in for me. <laughs> just a figure of speech. Yeah. Okay. But, um, so welcome back, Cherie. Thank you. Yeah, you were out yesterday. Leah was here, and we were talking, and we had also a guest um, that talked about people ripping off his band's name. So uh, that was pretty interesting, and uh, we gave him the platform to tell his story and everything. So, you know, we'll see what happens, you know. But these are people that uh, worked hard, uh, you know, to build their band and their brand and everything. And then some people are uh, using their own name, and now that the band that copied the name is going on tour with the band Kiss. So... (laughs) Wow. This guy's a little irritated, you know. Well, but, can't I mean? But I mean, but it's a different band. I don't think they. But aren't they supposed different. to? I mean, like they can't do that. They can get away. I mean, if people do that all the time, you I, know, if you don't trademark your name, well, and that they like should that. trademark. Yeah. You should trademark his name. But sometimes it's hard, you know. Like I tried to trademark LA Talk Radio, and they told me I couldn't because it's a geographical description or something la right yeah. so that irritated me but uh so and people copied our name almost to the word so and people get confused all the time and when the other band is mediocre in your opinion or the other station is mediocre you don't want to be confused with them right yeah well, what was the name of his band uh t's with a z mm-hmm. t-a-t-e-a-z-e wow. and they're from canada so uh at any rate uh, welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Uh, today, we're going to have a musical uh, guest on the phone, and I'm glad he called me beforehand because he would have call, called me on my personal phone for the interview, and that wouldn't happen. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't happen. No. So, thankfully, I, I picked up my phone. Usually, I don't before the show because I don't have time to talk. Yeah. But uh, this... I saw the call coming in several times. I said, maybe I should pick it up. Good. That's yeah. a good thing. I know. <laughs> so, man, what Casey was talking about was pretty heavy, huh? Yes. Top of the news, the, the shooting of a black man, again, an innocent man. And uh, this happened where, Cherie? Let me bring this um, up early. Uh, Falcon Heights, where's that? I don't remember exactly where he said. I have to look it up. Yeah, let me see. I'm looking here real quick. And uh, Minnesota. 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 I don't know what city. Minneapolis, I guess. Outside Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. A place called Falcon Heights. Um, Yeah, so uh, I guess... Pulled him uh, over because of a taillight, right? Right. And uh, this was a a man with his wife and his kid in the car. He was bringing his kid to school. Is that what it was? Uh Yeah, okay. So they got pulled over by police for a broken taillight, which they say it was not busted. So, 
But at any rate, that was the claim of why he was pulled over. Uh, he told the officer that he had a firearm in the car, but um, so the, the the policeman said, "Keep your hands where I can see them." And the guy was reaching over for his ID, and the officer shot him in the arm, and then uh, and then he was reaching for his wallet, and yeah, so the officer shot his arm, and then uh, you know. So then the officer, I guess, called him, uh, uh, shot him again or something, you know. So, wait, wait, but he, he ended up shooting four, the, four bullets. Yeah, why did he tell the officer he had a firearm? I didn't, I didn't hear that part. I thought he just went to get his information, and they thought he was pulling for a gun. Well, because uh, I guess he figured if the if the cop is going to search him, that um, that he would be surprised right you know so you wanted to divulge it right away or something yeah right i think that's what he was trying to do so they say he told the officer he was armed and had a concealed carry permit and his daughter four was in the back seat i mean that's just awful right they shot wow. him four times right yeah four times in front of his wife and the kid. woman I mean, told him you, you shot four bullets into him sir Wow, and she so she streamed it live on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Wow, I haven't seen the video yet, but uh, but there you go. I mean, today with video and phones and cameras, you know, you can't get away with shit like that. I know. You know, and wow, it's just like I mean, this opens up like a very big discussion again on racism and police and and overreacting, you know, and yeah. things like that. Um, I don't know, you know, I for the most part respect police, mm-hmm. and uh, but I think black people live in a whole different world than we do. Yeah, there was and a thing in Baton Rouge the other day, too, that had happened. Really? Yeah. What happened there? I don't know the full story, because <clears throat> I was so busy, but they supposedly some cops shot a black man as well. Wow. So right. I don't want to misquote it, but yeah. I mean, that was like the day before. It's just really crazy. But I mean, my brother was a state trooper in Louisiana for like 10 plus years and he never had a problem with that. So yeah. I hate to say it's, it's, I don't want people to be like, oh, all bad cops. Cause I don't think that's true, but no. I do think these situations are absolutely horrible and were unnecessary. Yeah. And you have so, to ask yourself, why are they shooting? Why? Yeah. I mean, you know, they've got to know they're going to get in big trouble. So why are they doing this? I mean, are they too quick on the trigger, you think, with black I, people? I don't know. I have no idea. I know it, when Hurricane Katrina happened, though, they were telling people to, you know, when everything was going on, all the looting and the raping, when there was mm. no place to go, they were telling people to just start shooting them. Really? Yeah, they were telling the cops that. Wow. But, I mean, that, I mean, I'm not saying that was right, but, I mean, that was a whole, I mean, that was terrible what was going yeah. on in New Orleans at that point. Yeah. It's just... And there's a... Black, big black community there, right? Yeah. Well, it wasn't about that. Well, that, but also, you know, when everybody was going crazy and everybody was stuck on rooftops. So they stuff, they told them to were, shoot anybody. Not, pe- no, not just anybody. People, people who were like raping, right. and stealing, and and just I mean, people people go crazy when they're in that survival mode, and there's yeah. no food and water, and you're, you know, people start doing all kind of crazy stuff, and yeah. it was just not to excuse it. I mean, but it was awful. Yeah. But yeah, you just don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah, I but know, anyway, I know, that, but that's it just messed up, up. A lot yesterday. Of I mean, that's just terrible that happened in front of his daughter and his wife. And right, yeah. But I just all I say is uh, to people to be careful with generalizations and uh, you know, and and jump into conclusions that all cops are bad. I mean, for the most part, they they help us out, they protect us, and there's always the bad cops. You know, I mean, I'm yeah. trying to think what was he afraid of something? I mean, yeah, I was if something else clearly is scared. Come out, like if something's going to come up or something. Cause yeah, it I'm has sure. To be more than that, if not, I mean, that guy's just a oh, wow. Yeah, well, that's a sad story. I know that's a sad story. In a few minutes, our uh, our guest is going to call in. Uh, I wanted to bring up that Starbucks is, is set to raise their prices next Again? week. Again? I Wait. thought people would think that's a big headline. See, I said I want a coffee before I got here. Maybe that's, <laughs> I should have went on ahead while it was so-called cheap. Right. Starbucks ridiculous, because it is it is too expensive. It is, and you're right. They, they did raise it before. Um, let's see. Uh, like, are they, they raising re- everything? Or in just 2015. Yeah. Uh, no, they're, saying, they're not saying yet which drinks those are, but... They're saying last time the increase impacted hot beverages mostly. Mm. So that's probably what it is. Uh, They're raising by, yeah, they're saying by as much as 30 cents. So that's quite a hike. But, you know, they're in a position to do that. I mean, they have such demand that they can do that. And besides, they're not they're not really saying why they're raising the prices. They don't really have to. Mm -hmm. But I'm thinking, you know, I'll bet you that higher uh, minimum wages affected that too. And I think we're going to see that in a lot of places where higher wages, they drive, I mean, minimum wages, if they get higher, they drive all wages higher, mm-hmm. you know, the wages above them too. And then and then they have to pass it on to the consumer. So, right. so there you go. But so I'm, I'm not for government interference in these things, but at the same time, uh, we do have to protect people that don't make a lot of money, you know, and, mm-hmm. and help them out. So that's a dilemma, but people have to understand the impact the economic impact of doing this, it costs everybody more. I think if people are going to Starbucks, I don't think it, it's going to bug them. It's going to stop them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. If you're going there, I mean, I drink iced coffee. I, I, I always, and I make it at home. But, you know, I'll still stop at Starbucks yeah. sometimes. And I still will, even though it's 30 more cents or not. But, yeah, exactly. But I don't think mine. I just do regular black coffee in, with some Splenda. Yeah. It's pretty simple. Yeah. Hmm. It's good. That's be, what I'm missing right now in my life and in my body. I can't imagine working at Starbucks, though, because um, I remember when I was really young and I started off in working in restaurants, serving people and stuff. It's such a pain in the ass to work with yeah, people. It is. In retail, it is, and, and even more in restaurants and food business. Oh, absolutely. Because everybody's got their own preference and, and things like this. And I would get irritated when people would want something really, like, special or something. Right. But at Starbucks, that's what it's all about. It's about giving you the drink that you want. Yeah. So imagine how patient you have to be with these people. Yeah. You know? Exactly. <laughs> and people walk into Starbucks, they're not exactly prepared prepared to order what they want some people will walk up uh 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 well let's see and start asking questions true the majority of people though i think the majority probably go in there and know what they want yeah if you know i mean if they're regulars there and i think they get a lot of their yeah routine customers but um yeah yeah, imagine yeah i want shots of espresso all day yeah give me a mocha (laughs) with this and that and without that and with this and with that and you go oh my god isn't it funny though i used to do the whole like starbucks thing when i first moved to la and always get like the coffee frat like the whole thing and now it's just Uh like plain coffee regular coffee very simple yeah yeah Except I, I, I do like the the seasonal drinks just because it reminds me of the fall, like the peppermint mocha and stuff. But other than that, 
Yeah. I, it's just simple. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is Starbucks is so popular here and in some countries, too. But in many countries, they failed, you know, because... Oh, he got turned down how many times? I read a thing, an article about him. And he, you know, they, they turned his idea down. He couldn't get money, all this stuff. Yeah. And now it's like... Phew. Yeah, well, that, but uh, but also the fact that people in Europe, for example, the coffee culture has existed there for centuries. Right. So to them, Starbucks sucks, you know? They don't uh, like the Starbucks yeah, coffee. Yeah, they like... Exactly. They have, like, their Italian uh, um, blends and all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, I, I used to uh, go to Starbucks more. I, I rarely ever go. Uh, if I go maybe for a good frappuccino on a hot day or something, but ever since I got my espresso machine a couple of years ago, I just drink my cappuccinos at home, you yeah. know, and they're the best. I don't, yeah, yeah I, so. the only time I really go now is like if I go meet someone or something, but for the exactly. most part, and the only reason it's Starbucks is because it's right around the corner from mm-hmm. my house, as opposed to like if yeah. there was something else, I'd probably go there. Yeah, exactly. So it doesn't matter. It's a hangout place, you yeah. know, people meet there for all kinds of different things. There's Crave and... Um, off of an ice, like in Sherman Oaks too, and I just usually right. get iced coffee. And they have the croissants there, like Starbucks croissants suck because I need yeah, to have like a fresh. snack with my um, iced coffee. But the one over there, it's like full and it's like doughy. It's not hollow and empty like Starbucks mm. one. Sorry, yeah. Starbucks, your croissants suck. No, all the food sucks because yeah. it's all frozen. Yeah, the morning buns okay, but I make them warm it up. Yeah. No, I know, but still, it doesn't taste the same, you know? You know, the thing is, this this happens in Europe and also in in New York, places where you walk on the sidewalks, you know, and you can smell, you know, the bakeries and everything. You can smell, you know, the, the... it's in the air, but here you go into a Starbucks or to a, to a bakery. There's no smell of anything. You know, yeah. it doesn't smell like baking. I know. So it's not as appealing. You know, it's not as appetizing. Mm-hmm. I guess, but but you're right. I never get like uh, croissants or or cakes or anything at Starbucks. It's just gross. I just I feel I have to because I'm like I don't know. It's just it. it like it's um it's like ketchup and mustard they just go together <laughs> yeah it's like i i love fr- but you have to froth with your ketchup and you have to have like a snack with your iced coffee yeah it's yeah. just my routine i get you you have I to live with it. that <laughs> I get it <laughs> that's just how it is yeah Oh, my God. So, folks, uh, next week, mostly we're going to be off uh, the air because I'm going out of town. He's going to party. I'm going to party a little bit. He needs to. It's going to be fun. Needs to. I need to. Get, <laughs> I need to. I need to get away a See, little he, bit. He needs to get away. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> I do. I haven't done so in a long time. Now it's vacation season. Everybody's going somewhere. So I figured I'll go, too. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, not that things are really slow now for us. I mean, for us, there's no like seasons here at the station. But, uh, but I figured, you know what? Now is a good time to go. Yeah. So I'll get away for a few days. You get to rest. Also, you can sleep in. Whatever you do. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know, right? <laughs> True. That'll be cool. So, yeah, you know, I mean, just um, a lot of. I love being with friends, you know, and I don't have as many here as I would like to. But mm-hmm. because, you know, many of my friends are married and they don't have time for me. Yeah. Anyway, well, uh, here's... Happens. Yeah. So uh, let, let me bring up our uh, guest right now. We're going to be talking tomorrow. Are you with us, Maro? Hello. Good morning, Sam and Cherie. How are you guys doing? Good. We're, we're doing great. Doing? Thank you for joining us. Uh, I'm calling from Bolivia. From okay. Bolivia, are you calling? Bolivia? Wow. That's South America. Yes. 
Wow. Oh, this is exciting. That, that's very cool. Thank you for, so, for calling us from such a distance. Uh, do you come to the States sometimes? Yeah, I've been to the States two years, a couple of years ago, actually. Oh, really? You're pretty young, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, how old are you? I'm 22. Wow. Yeah, that's what a, young. Yeah, but that's a great time to start your career and everything. Amazing. Yeah, did you see his uh, pictures, uh, Cherie? Not pretty, yet. Pretty handsome guy. I'm and to check that out. With <laughs> his entire life ahead of him, you know, that's very cool. So, uh, Mauro, you're a musician, right? What, what do you do? Do you sing and do you also play instruments? Yes, well, I am a singer-songwriter. I started my career when I was 10 years old. Uh-huh. So far, it's been 14 years. Um, and, yeah, I play the guitar, the piano, and I sing. I'm a tenor singer. Wow, that's cool. Well, we're going to play a couple of your uh, clips of your songs to get familiar with your music. Uh, so you started early on uh, in your life. Uh, what, what, uh, I mean, were you always like into music and stuff? I mean, did you, I'm sure before you started playing instruments, it was part of your life already. Well, I started as an autodidact musician and, um, I mean, I've always been an artist. I mean, I've always been involved in different artistic fields, such as painting, drawing, acting since I was five. But I think that one thing led to another and suddenly I was, um, envisioning myself writing music and performing live my own song so everything went from there I guess yeah cool well you know what I had similar dreams but I didn't do anything with them and you're doing something with it and that's uh, and that's the way to do it right you figure there's nothing else I could be doing you know so I, I might as well be doing this what I'm good at and what I love to do do you have your parents supporting you Yes, definitely. They are very supportive of me. Yeah, that's, that's good. good. So they didn't tell you go and get a real job or anything? I mean, being a musician is a real job anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just but the way parents you look at it. Yeah, parents, yeah. yeah, tend to think otherwise. Parents don't look at it this way. They're like, go become a doctor or something, you know. Are people in your family <laughs> with, in music as well? Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't get that. I said, are people in your family, are they with uh, play music as well? Oh, hi, uh, hi Sherry. No, uh, I'm the only musician, and um, I think that's uh, something interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. But, you know, you don't, sometimes it just, like, jumps a couple generations. But I think it, it is in the family. Sometimes you see people, they're, they're all musical and everything, you know. And sometimes, yeah, like, I mean, if you look at me, my parents couldn't even sing a single note. And I grew up singing and loving music, you know, and I still do. So, uh, Mauro, uh, what's, uh, what's Bolivia like? What city in Bolivia do you live in? I live, right now I am in Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz. And yeah. uh, what's it like growing up there? I mean, is it like, uh, I mean, we don't hear a lot about Bolivia, so we don't know much about it. Right. Is it, uh, I mean, did you grow up uh, middle class, poor? What was your childhood like? Well, I had a a very, um, I think, a, a very fantastic childhood. But I didn't gr- I, I didn't grow up here. I was I was traveling. I I've, I've been traveling since I was a kid, and I in different countries. I was in Argentina and, st- and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. even though I am right now here, I am looking forward to um, have to going back to the states. Uh, I think next year. Oh, for cool! Sure. Yeah, this is where it's at, man. So you, you traveled a lot as a kid. How, how come? How so? 
I'm sorry, what? I said traveling as a kid. How did you get to travel so much as a kid? Oh, with my parents, definitely. We 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 got that. <laughs> so, okay, so you, you guys had to move around a lot? Yes, definitely. Oh, yes. wow. Sounds good. Well, Mauro, we have a couple of uh, tracks that you guys sent us, and we'd like to get a little familiar with your music. So, uh, which song should we play first? Dance with me. Uh, Dust of Heart. I mean, any any song that you like. I think it's up to you guys. And I just wanted to tell you that I wanted to thank you for having me today on your show. I love your show. Thank you very uh, much. We appreciate it, Mauro. Thank Laura. you. So, uh, okay, so you have Dubstep Heart and Dance With Me. Now I understand that Dance With Me is being released today. Is that true? Oh, Dubstep Heart. Dubstep Heart is the new cut. Oh, Dubstep Heart. Yeah, that's right. Okay, if I looked at my notes, I would know that. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so let's play your previous song first, Dance With Me, and because uh, it's probably a dance song, right? Amazing, yes. Awesome. So let's hear a couple minutes of uh, this song by Mauro, Dance With oh, Me. Wow. Are you still with us? Yeah. Awesome. I love the song, man. This is really cool. So you wrote the song yourself? Yes, I wrote and recorded uh, Dance With Me in New York, actually. Oh, wow. How long ago was that? That was, I think, um, yeah, a couple years ago. Yes. Oh, nice. Wow. That's pretty New cool York. stuff. So, yeah. Now, uh, what, um, did you use instruments to write the song? Uh, you mean dance with me with instruments? Yeah, no, what I meant is that when you compose the song, do you do it like in your head or do you have an instrument? Do you do it with a guitar or piano when you, when you compose the music for the song? Yeah, well, you know, I've been um, taking my guitar, um, the guitar that you can find when you look at me online and stuff, uh, everywhere. I, I get my guitar with me everywhere, so I think that the guitar is my main instrument when I write music. <laughs> oh, awesome, yeah. Now, do you write the lyrics first or the music first, or both? 
Wow, I think I mean that's that's you know that's so. It's, it depends on the circumstance, I guess. Sometimes mm. I write the lyrics first, and sometimes the music comes first. When I was a kid and I I wrote my first album, I it, I think I. I remember dreaming the music and writing the lyrics after and some stuff like that. Wow. Nowadays, it is more like because my music is so autobiographical and it is um, just a living diary of everything, everything that I go through. So, I mean, I think the lyrics go first right now. Yeah, sounds awesome, man. So, uh, how do you get these songs uh, heard out there? Do you go on uh, YouTube? Did you have to do a music video for the song? Yeah, do you have a video? I was wondering. Yes. Um, and um, I, I am very, I am very grateful because um, my music has been played in different stations and radio stations. And uh, I am an unsigned artist. I'm an independent musician, so I think that's very cool for people to support your music just the way that you guys are doing right now. Right. Sounds good. Well, we always love to have uh, talented people. So on you play show. lots of instruments. What's your so your guitar is your favorite? What else do you play? Uh, you mean for my different artists? Uh, yeah. Well, I I'm not a big fan of coloring songs. I am more like an original singer songwriter. But um, no, I, I think don't know. I mean, no, yeah. no, no, no. I mean, um, you play instruments, right? You said you liked your guitar. Yes. What other instruments do you play? Oh, I play the guitar, the piano, and the drums. Nice. Wow. So, do you play uh, all these instruments on your tracks? And you recording? Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I've recorded some instruments, and uh, I've worked with our record producers as well. Wow, how cool is that, right? I mean, so it, it's exciting working in a recording studio, right, Mauro? Yes, tell me about it. I was. Yeah. I remember being 12 years old and 11 at the same time, when, uh, one thing and the other. But I remember being in the recording studio, being just a kid and working with a music producer. And I was like, here are my songs, you know, let's make it work. So it's yeah. very fascinating. It is, because and, and it brings your song to life also, you know, after so long of playing it just on the guitar or with uh, with a piano or something, then you get to actually hear it with... Uh, with all the instruments yes. and, and <laughs> professionally produced and everything, you know, so that's cool. It's yeah, it's a complete different world, Sam and, and Sherry. Yeah. I mean, um, when you get the, the tangible product, uh, the materialized idea in your hands and in a CD, it's completely different. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very cool. So, how long does it take you, Mauro, to work on a song like this? Like to record it, master it, produce? Uh, I, I guess that it um, it depends on a lot of factors. Uh, for example, uh, Dubs of Heart took me, I, I recorded it uh, last year, but it took me a while to write it. And I write a lot of music every single day. I write music every single day. So, you know, it's not up to what song I'm going to release, but it's more like what I want people to hear from me, you know, what side of me. So even though I write a lot of music that won't be recorded, like never or maybe someday, I don't know, uh, it, it's more up to what I want people to hear first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Well, uh, in the few minutes we have left, I want to play uh, Dubstep Heart because that's your new song. Uh, tell us a little bit about this track before we uh, we hear a couple minutes of it. Yes, well, Dubstep Heart is my new cut and it is available on iTunes and Amazon everywhere. And so people can get it and download it. It is about this um, broken heart that keeps on beating and shining in the dark. We all got, we've, we've all been this broken heart in life, going through different um, adversities, and we have to just keep on going and, you know, just keep moving. It's making its radio debut on LA Talk Radio, so I'm very excited about it. Wow, awesome. awesome. Well, we're not going to play the whole song so people can't copy it and they actually go and buy it. 
Got a broken heart, I'm a dark sweet soul A monster on the prowl for a virginal drain of thought Hardcore lover, dirty, twisted self-control And when the night becomes blue I start whispering the truth So the ghost won't hear me Smoking my life and running alone Red sun, make your love to my window I'm loving, robbing, copping, shots and low sip alone and ugly but shining yeah the might break all of my teeth but i keep on smiling i got it i love it that's a step heart break me tell me baby i still shine in the dark whoa i got it i love it gonna rise tonight whoa get up step heart i got it i love it that's a step heart Ooh, break me tell me baby i still shine in the dark whoa i got it i love it gonna rise tonight that's an awesome song man i love this song 80s almost a little bit huh like a little vibe to it well thank you so much guys (laughs) yeah no it's it's a it's a very upbeat uh danceable song uh and Mm -hmm. i mean i love it you know and and i don't want to play the whole thing i just wanted to give people a little flavor of it but uh i think a lot of people would be um you know, in, interested in, in your music, you know, I, I, you have a great voice. Thank you, you know, very much. Yeah. yeah, he does. Yeah, uh, very powerful. And did you, uh, did you take some training with professional people to develop your voice? I've been working on my skills, I think, since I was a kid. And um, I've met a lot of people, but uh, I think that the, 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 the person that I listen to the most is myself because I... I really know what I like when I listen to a song, and right. I think that a lot of people can relate to that. <laughs> right. So now, uh, but uh, what I'm asking though is, your voice? Did you develop it all by yourself? Yes. Oh yes. wow! That's so you amazing. never had any vocal training or anything? I started as an autodidact musician uh, when it comes to the instruments and learning how to write music and singing as well. Yeah. So that's awesome. That, yeah, yes. I've been on my own. Wow, that's very cool because, like I said, you know, I mean, it sounds very professional and that's why I was asking because, uh, you know, I can sing very well, but I think to sing in in such, uh, like a level of professionalism, uh, you know, sometimes you require professional uh, training, but I think you're doing uh, great on your own, Mauro. Uh, So when are you coming back to visit us here at the States? I am um, totally thinking about next year, definitely. Um, cool. Yes, I am craving for it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I mean, you know, you can't make a big career in Bolivia. I mean, you know, not to put it down or anything, but the States is where it's happening, you yeah. know? You have to so you, out here again. Yeah, but you're doing a good thing by promoting yourself and going on radio shows and stuff here because people will become more familiar with your music. And, uh, of course, you know, you guys can find out more about Mauro. Uh, where? Where can people find you? 
Well, um, the whole LA Talk radio audience and everybody can find me on my website. That would be n a u r o n u z i k dot com. I am on SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter, Insta. I'm very new to Insta, but anyways, and um, I just wanted to send you guys, Sam and Cherie, a huge hug. Hug for me and a huge hug to the LA Talk Radio audience. Thank Aww. you very much. We really Big appreciate that. Big hug to you that. back. Yeah, <laughs> for all of us. <laughs> so go out, check out his music. Uh, are you on YouTube too? Oh, sorry, sorry. Sam. Are you on YouTube? That. Is your music on YouTube too? Do you have yeah, any I'm, videos? I'm working, yeah, it was it was a couple years ago on YouTube, and I'm working on it uh, very recently, so it can be up back to YouTube. Yeah, there you go. You know, you need to connect with the audience and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Well, yeah. Well, congratulations to you, Mauro. Um, continued success to you, and come back and visit us when you're here. I, I will. Come to LA. Person, uh, you too. Thank you so much. Yeah, come out to Hollywood, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll introduce you to some people here. <laughs> <laughs> We're connected, <laughs> right? <laughs> but uh, let your music speak for itself, exactly. you know. So there you go. You don't need our help, really. You're doing great yourself. So, Mauro, thank you so much again. Thanks for calling us all the way from Bolivia. And, uh, again, much success, con continued success to you. Well, thank you, Sam and Cherie. Hope you guys have a great day, and thank you again for having me. Okay, you thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Take care. Nice guy, huh? Yeah. Yeah, very cool. And he's got that Justin Bieber vibe going on, when, at least from one picture that I'm looking at here. I, didn't, I have to pull out the pictures now. Yeah, but see. I'm sure he doesn't want to be compared or anything. But yeah. at the same time, uh, I'm saying it as a compliment. So yeah. there you go. He's a cute kid. Yeah, um, right? Well, I didn't look at him yet. I was talking about the Bieber. Oh, okay. uh, I've met him a few times. <laughs> and he's very polite. He's very, believe it or not, from my experience, was uh -huh. very more mature than some of the adults around him. Wow. He's very much a gentleman, very polite, well-spoken. Very Not like party kid. I mean, maybe I just caught him on a couple of good days or something, but he was yeah. always a really good, like, nice kid. Mm. Yeah, um, well, so. yeah. I guess he led... Uh, Hasn't let success get to his head, which yeah. is a good thing. I think he went through like a, a period, right? You know, of, of acting of, out or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Oh, and, this uh, kid. Okay, I see him. You think he looks like Justin Bieber? No, yeah. and just in one. Uh, I'll tell you what website I saw it on. Well, I don't know. I mean, I need to see another picture. That's yeah, the I need thing. To see. Oh, it's only, just the position with. He had one with like sunglasses and. Uh, oh, I'm not uh, seeing that one. Yeah, and a tank top, white tank top, and stuff like that. So yeah, okay. I'll show you afterwards. I'll At do least. some stalking in a second. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's got different types of pictures out there. So yeah, it's, it's hard to know. But we'll check out his Instagram and stuff. And yeah, but good for him. Yeah. 22. I mean, that's good. Yeah. It's very good, you know? And it's good as parents and his family supportive because I think that really, really helps. I know, I know. My parents were supportive until it came to the point where get a real job, you know? But maybe it wasn't them. Maybe I was telling myself that. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I never believed I would make it. But if I'd stayed in Israel, I would have made it big, you know, because, um, I mean, I was writing songs when I was like 14, 15 years old, mm -hmm. like really cool songs in Hebrew and stuff, you know, and Israeli songs. But um, then I came here and, and it's like it seems overwhelming. It's way too big, mm -hmm. you know, to stand out. And that was way back when. So remember, so imagine now how 
how much more competitive everything is. Yeah, let's just change. Wow, wow. That's why I like those uh, young artists, you know, because they actually take themselves seriously. They go, mm-hmm. you know what? The hell with everybody, you know. I'm going to do what I love to do. Yeah. Whether I make money or not, I'm willing to be poor for uh, for as long as it takes to make it, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, just imagine all these people that one day become, like, famous, you know. I mean, they become, like, such big stars for us. And, like, people we didn't know a moment ago become, like, huge celebrities. Right. Right? And you go, but wait a minute. These are, like, normal, regular people like us. And suddenly we treat them like gods, mm-hmm. you know. Like, oh, I, I saw him there driving down the street or something. It's like, when you're not a celebrity, it's like, who cares, right? So... Uh, but don't so you find think, like living here, and I, I, I don't mean to sound presumptuous, but it's like living in LA. You see them so much; it's kind of like yeah. not as big of a deal as no. What it's it, that's true, but but the way we talk about uh, celebrities in general, you yeah. know, I mean, you brought a Bieber and things like that. You know, it's like we talk about them as though they are like not normal people. But yet, but I don't think it is normal for his age to have been that mature. There were grown men around no, him no, of that course. were acting way more immature than yeah, this huh? kid. That's what was <laughs> impressive to me. I'm like, you got to be kidding me right now. Yeah. yeah. No, but look, I mean, people in general will talk about Bieber as a celebrity. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah, and that's course. what I'm saying. I yeah. Mean, uh, you know, and, uh, and that's the thing. So it's one day you're just a, a regular guy. The next day you're really big. And we have to remember that these people, uh, these are the same people that took those chances and said the hell with everybody, what everybody else says, I'm going to make it big. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, nowadays, there's all these different types of what, you know, quote unquote, celebrities. Yeah, exactly. You know, the world is just different. It's not just like, you know, movie stars or musicians. Now it's just a lot of random situations. That, yeah, like social media uh, stars. Or, right? or, yeah, or reality TV stuff yeah. and all that. <laughs> I know, all this reality. I mean, when I look, sometimes I go, I can't believe all the different subjects they have. I tell you, I've got acts over like six times being Big Brother, a bunch of times for Matchmaker Millionaire. I was like, no, nothing against those. Yeah, but I wouldn't do it because if you do a reality show, they basically can, that you saw in your life where they can edit you and make you look any type of way they want. I'm not just talking physically, I'm talking mentally. You have one bad day and they could take that one bad day and edit everything around you. You're selling your soul. And that's fine but i don't want to be put in that situation and i know and if let I'm the big whole brother, world see that. i need i like privacy i know i'd go crazy and they make me yeah. look like a crazy person i'm like no thank you and matchmaker millionaire i was just uh that called me and still do and i just have no interest in putting that on television or nor it's just yeah it's just yeah, right it's and it's personal. fine for people who do well i don't think it's uh, i think it's just no? all for tv i don't i mean yeah. i don't know how that works but i if i'm gonna date someone i don't want it to be like that yeah you know <laughs> like <laughs> that's all, true yeah, yeah. But, yeah, some people do sell their souls for that, you know. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, you know, some people like that, and that's cool. But yeah. I just don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to, you know, I'll watch you. you make a fool out of yourself. I'm not, I don't want to watch me make a fool out of myself because <laughs> I'm a snap. Uh-uh. Yeah, no, no. I mean, for crying out loud, you know, I, I would watch Big Brother and I would cringe. I would say, how can these people let themselves be like this? And... You know what's funny is one time when I was looking for a co-host a few years ago, this uh, this girl came in, young woman, and uh, and she came in and we're talking and she looks very familiar to me. And I go, have you been here before to the station? And she says, no. I said, you look very familiar. I said, so we kept on talking and then 
I go, I don't know, I can't get over the fact that I've seen you before. You sure you haven't been here? Because I know a lot of people come to the station. And she says, well, do you watch TV? I said, yeah. She says, do you watch CBS? I said, sometimes. Uh, she says, have you seen Big Brother? I said, yeah. I, I said, that's right. Mm-hmm. And she was she had been on the show, and that's where I knew her from. Yeah. You know, the face was familiar. Yeah. And what they did is they actually made her because she lost a a, a game or something. She had to wear a clown's outfit mm-hmm. for a few episodes, and they made her look so fucking ridiculous <laughs> that I totally. That's why I thought about it when you brought it up because um, they can do whatever they want with you. Yeah. And you and end up looking like a in the fool. world forever, and yeah. it's it's you know. Wow. You gotta. That's true. Yeah, be careful. And you know what they say many times that people that are on uh, reality shows end up breaking up and stuff. You know, and I've seen that happen several times. I mean, first of all, think of the obvious ones like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. I think I'm the only person in the world who doesn't watch that. Like, I know, I, I don't either. Like, oh, Bachelorette night or Bachelor. I'm like, I don't know. I know, I don't know, I don't know, know who's you... who. I don't know who the hell's what. Exactly, it's you know. Ridiculous. But the re- relationships they start off well and then they break up. But also people that um, that. You don't think We're it's for together. show, too, though? Like, they do it for the show, and then it's all just, like... Because they, they have to... They do for the show. Like, it's... I think a lot of it's probably put on, that producers have a lot to say, and they're like, okay, what, end up they with this up? one, or, or no, or say, just do this for the show, this one needs to leave. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's a lot. It's not real. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying some are, aren't real, but I, I think a lot are not. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm also thinking about the people that the cameras just follow, you know, like uh, Ozzy and Sharon and stuff. I think when they had their show, Osborne, Ozzy Osborne. Oh, yeah. Uh, when they had the, their show, it put a lot of strain in the relationship. I remember she came on Howard Stern and she would talk about it. Uh, and so, but and now they're broken up, but this is like years later. Uh, and, and then Danny Bonaducci and... His wife broke up after they were featured on, uh, uh, you know, because she started seeing how, uh, what a womanizer he was and a right. partier and stuff. Yeah. On the show. I know, right? Can you imagine? Right. Her name is Gretchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And yeah, so they broke up a little after the show. And then I guess at the time I was watching a lot of reality shows when that was happening. Uh, and many people, yeah, ended up breaking up, which was amazing. I can't even think of... Uh, any other shows because I haven't watched TV in so long mm-hmm. that I don't even know what's going on. The only thing I know is I the the only recent shows I've watched is there's a show called Humans, mm-hmm. and I watched a couple of episodes of that. That's like about a society, our society, like in the future when we have like robots that look actually just like people mm-hmm. and act just like people with emotions and everything. I think that happens. I think that's, that's happening a, now. Yeah? That's a real thing. <laughs> yeah. I, but I mean, those, Yeah, I mean, but, you know, the the thing is they acted like they were real people mm-hmm. in the in the show, so like that real. That realistic, but at but any it wasn't rate, a reality show. No, was, no, 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 yeah, no. Was this like a was a show. scripted, yeah, yeah. And you can like find shows. it at least on Amazon. That's where I saw it. And uh, I mean, if people like TV and they like the stuff, it's it's great. But I can't hold my attention for that long for any show. And then the most recent thing I watched was uh, the first few episodes of Orange Is a New Black. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really the most recent stuff I watched. So uh, as far as like no. 
uh, Game of Thrones, no any of these. Yeah, I'm behind all that. Yeah. I don't even know. I need to catch up and Yeah. Who's got watch. time for TV? That's the bottom line. Yeah. You know? Who the hell I love TV. Do you just, really? I, oh God, I love movies, TV. I can, yeah. Movies are cool, it. yeah. So what, do you watch any series, series on TV now? No, not, not right now. I mean, yeah. not okay. in particular. But I'm more, I'm more like, I watch like ID, like it's ridiculous. Mm. I didn't, you know, I told you You watch what? ID, oh, the ID the. station, and snapped, and all that crazy shit that you shouldn't watch. I said, <laughs> if someone ID? if someone goes on my um, DVR, they'll really be concerned. Really? <laughs> What's it's all ID? like documentaries and true stories of like killers and like people who go crazy and stuff oh, wow. like that. It's, so you it's, like that? I love it. It's interesting yeah. to watch that. Yeah. Oh, last night I did this thing, and you know you always talk about video games, and I'm like so not into that. <laughs> But we went to this guy who, like, he he's in charge of or made or whatever Call of Duty and stuff. Um, this guy John and they, you know, those things. You, you probably know what it's called. I forgot. You put it like this thing over your eyes. And, yeah, like, I have it here. Yeah, the goggles, the VR. Yes, yeah, and virtual I, reality. I play thing. with like the zombies, and it was so funny. The guys like freaked out and took the really? goggles off in like two seconds. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. So that one looked real. I sh- oh my god, it was awesome. So I was fighting with zombies yeah. last night, and then like uh, what else? I played golf last night. Was it the Oculus? Uh, Rift? It's like insane. The like, and then at one no, point, no, the I was name in space. of the goggles. I don't know, but I was in okay. space at one point painting, and it literally looks right. like there's nothing underneath you. And right. then I was in Saturday. It was just. Oh, I got to show it to you. I've got yeah. a whole thing here. Yeah, but anyway, that's what yeah. I did last night. It was fun. Wow. I went to space. I played with zombies. I painted oh. in the sky. It was awesome. And there were no drugs involved. Wow. It, it, it makes you feel like you're on drugs because you're like, <laughs> where am I? I it, it, it's so funny because you video people doing it and they're just like right there in one spot, but you're in a whole other world. Right. Yeah. So it, takes crazy. You, it takes you to different places. You guys got to do it. And if you want to know, the, the, what they're trying to do is bring VR to the be- masses now. Mm-hmm. And Google came out with something called Google Cardboard. You can buy it for 10 to 15 bucks on Amazon. And they'll s- send you the, the goggles. And then what you're going to do is you're going to download on your phone. There's many apps that show you things. So, like, for example, I have, like, the one I like to watch a lot is a taping uh, of uh, SNL, of an SNL app. Mm-hmm. episode one is with jerry seinfeld for example so you get to actually be there and look at around yourself in 360 degrees it's just amazing it really is so you can see the audience you can see the other uh stages there you can see the director and all the people behind them the assistants so it's in in all in 3d and and 3D and 360 as well. So you just go, my God, man, this is like so real. And then you go into music videos. I have a YouTube uh, music video, which is like just mind-boggling. I mean, it's like you're standing like one foot in front of him. That's how close they come to you. What you would describe in the dinosaurs and stuff, right? No and dinosaurs. No dinosaurs. What was well, it? You don't see the anybody. Zombies. The zombies. You don't see anyone. You're like, there's no, like if I put, on, you're not there, I don't hear No, no, anything. the zombies though. You what said. Yeah. What did you see in the, you said people were like oh, they were watching for eat. a couple seconds they, and throw off the, the goggles. It seemed so yeah, real. Yeah, because they, they, they're like in your face. Okay. It looks like they're okay. hitting you and eating you. Okay, and, I thought you said dinosaurs because I was thinking of another one, but you said. I went, yeah, we did. Uh, there was tons yeah, of different ones we did. Scary stuff, yeah. Yeah. 
well, they didn't want to do that. I wanted to. And then, you know, those ones where you can paint and it's like you look down and it's like you're, there's nothing underneath you. Like you're in space. It's crazy. Right. It's, it's scary. Like skydiving. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. No, I know. I know. They have some scary mu- movies too that are like you're in asylum or something and they're rolling you down the stairs. Oh, this and, is fun. Right? I like this. I'll show it to you. And all you need is your phone and those goggles, which you can get for 15 bucks. So it's going around, folks, and VR is the latest thing, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, it takes you places. Uh, In fact, uh, this friend of mine got the Oculus Rift, which is like the top of the line Mm -hmm. that just came out, and he got a powerful computer where you can get really high realistic resolution and he says man when you do like virtual sex on there you you know there's like websites that give you the the movies in that way and he says and you feel like the woman is right there in front of you he says Mm -hmm. it's amazing yeah so uh so yeah i mean all kinds of things but uh, virtual reality is definitely the place to be it's not for everyone though it kind of makes you can disorient you a little bit but um, well, yeah, if you do too much, but it's fun, you know, yeah, a little getaway fun. or a little escape from your mind. Just put on the goggles. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I'm just really curious to see where it's going to go. I mean, God, a future seems like so promising and uncertain and, and, and scary and scary at the same time. I you know? know. Wow. Well, we'll see. We'll yeah, see. I don't know. Let's see. The year t- ten, uh, 2050. Um. That's, what, 35 years from now? I'm not going to be alive barely uh, then, but you will be. The year 2050, wow. What about That's it? That's amazing. No, I'm just thinking how futuristic it seems. Oh, I, I remember I when I was like... I was a kid, and I was thinking of the year 2000. I thought, man, that's like in 40 years. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's crazy. And the older you get, the faster time goes by. Yeah. Don't you notice? Yeah. Well, I think so. Yeah. Because you're so busy with everything. No, it is. It is. because Yeah, exactly. And and a year becomes a, a smaller fraction of your life. It right. becomes like a, a year is not a big deal anymore. You know, mm-hmm. not like when you're 10 years old and it's a tenth of your life. Right. You know. So, so yeah. true. Anyway, folks, we got to run out of yeah. here. We will still be on tomorrow. So join us then. Uh, Shall we have a wonderful day? You too. Uh, Everybody thanks. have a good day. Yes, and thank you tomorrow for calling in from Bolivia. Uh, go out, get his music on iTunes and stuff. Support independent artists. Yes, we are here. Definitely. So you should too. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Listening to Sam in the Morning with Cherie right here on LA Talk Radio.